Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Eric, it's nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Hi, Elijah. I'm, I'm doing amazing. Thank you for asking. I'm really grateful to be on your show too, so I'm looking forward to it. That's so good. You know, oftentimes I love to talk about the essence of this show, which is to invite amazing guests like you, like Eric, who have triumphed over one challenge or another. Maybe business failure, marriage, crash, or whatever. As long as they came out of it triumphantly, we invite them to come talk to us about their stories because we believe that in our audience, there might be someone who is stuck up in that same situation you came out of triumphantly. So, and by just listening to you speak, they might actually pick an information that will transform their lives. Okay, so that's the essence of the show. So within the next few minutes, Eric, let us get started with your story, the challenges that you faced, and now you overcame them. Then afterwards, I've got some questions for you. All right, let's get started. Nice to meet everyone. My name is Eric. I'm 30 years old, and I'm blessed to be living in beautiful Southern California in the United States. My main hobbies right now are chess, Muay Thai, reading, anything under the sun and meditation. I just got back from a 10 day meditation retreat in my local area. It was a beautiful transformative experience. Um, I recommend everyone check it out. It's completely free and you just leave wishing everyone the best. In terms of schooling, I went to the University of California, Irvine. I interned in Washington, DC, which is the capital of the United States and in Barcelona, Spain. What's interesting is those are two completely polar opposite experiences. So you get to learn a bunch. For example, Spain is really relaxed. You show up to the office at like 10, you're the last one there, or you're the first one there. Washington, DC, it's very formal. You take the subway, you're full suit and tie. You show up at 8.30 at the office, you're the, you're the last one there. Um, right, out, right out of college, my first two jobs were at Snap Inc, helping craft their ad algorithm. That was a cool location. Um, got to learn from a bunch of smart people just because of the company's structure. And I was also a government a bankruptcy consultant for companies going undergoing the Fortune 500 the Fortune 500 bankruptcy process. So if a company goes bankrupt, they have a lot of money they have to just, um, send out to certain people. Consultants work with the courts, the lawyers, and the creditors to ensure all the money goes to the right place. That's when I was really starting my Bitcoin journey, which launched me into entrepreneurship. So I started a, so that's where I met the original ShopX team. So my two companies right now are ShopX, which is Web3 powered e-commerce. Our, my why for that is I would like to live a nice peaceful life. I find that hard to do if the money system is corrupt and I view Bitcoin as a solution for that. So ShopX is a way to onboard many people into the ecosystem at scale. And the other company I'm working with is Dating. And the why behind that is 
I think human relationships are very important for a happy, sustainable culture. And dating tries to match it tries to match people based on digital footprints with the goal of with the goal of matching users with someone they can actually match with, fall in love with, start a family if they so choose, and all that stuff. Being involved with two separate startups, I mean, honestly, it's just a constant stream of failure, which is a good thing because I don't I don't even look at it at, in terms of failure. Because, for example, like startup one, um, nothing's going to the more things you try, the more things, you know, don't work, which means you're closer to your end goal anyway. So I, I don't even think of the word as fair. It's more of like an area of opportunity. It's like, OK, I tried nine things. These nine things didn't work. And OK, I know these nine things didn't work. And I know why these nine things didn't work, which will help me find the 10th thing, which does work. Yeah, so that's a long overview. Do you have any questions or anything I can clarify? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let us get started with Web3. Yeah. Why is Web3 important? Yes, I would say it's pretty important. And to answer Web3 is, I think we should dive into Web1, Web2, and Web3 and the difference between the webs. So in Web1, I would say that's that means read-only. So if we're on Web 1, both of us could go online and we could just read other people's content. Web 2 is read and write. So if you're in Web 2, think of like Instagram, think social media. You can read content and you can write content. So like I could create an Instagram post. You could view that post. So that's read and write. Web 3, and the issue of the, the, issue of the web, th web 2 is Instagram, Facebook, those social media platforms, they own the data. So they could cancel you at any point in time. They make the money off of you. They can send sell your data for nefarious purposes, which we've seen happen many times in the past. Web3 stands for read, write, and own. So in Web3, we could read content, we could write content, and we could own content. So for example, if I were to create an NFT collection, I own that NFT collection, you were to purchase one NFT. We now have a connection between each other on the blockchain. And the coolest part is you own the NFT. Now I can't cancel for you. Uh, Facebook can't like Facebook can't come and say, "Hey, sorry, man, no NFT for you." So you own that content. Sorry, my alarm is going off. Let me just give me one second. I'm just going to go turn it off. Okay. Wow, that's really amazing, and it is getting interesting with Eric. Sorry, sorry about that. My phone alarm was going off in the background. It's probably going to drive okay. me crazy if it just kept going. <laughs> I get but, it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, the second question. Let's say there's someone who want to build a company from ground up. How can that possible? Let's say the person asks you, hey, Eric, how can I build a company from ground up? How would you respond to me? Yeah, so the, um, the first thing I want to know is the best thing to do is, would be to start. Because once you start doing things, um, the flow comes and you can just start building. So just start with whatever small step you can. So, for example, whether that's making a social media account or creating a Google Drive folder, you can. And I also want to highlight it's important to follow your own general, um, genuine intellectual curiosity. I think the the universe, God, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it, gave each individual person very special gifts with the goal of having that person better humanity by serving other people. So if you are going to start a company, you're probably best off just being a, being authentic and following your own gifts because I have my own gifts. You have your own gifts. If I try to be you, I wouldn't be able to you be you because, again, those are your gifts. 
um, given to you by the higher power, whatever you want to call it. And if you wanted to be me, you probably couldn't do that because that, they're my personal gifts. So just start, um, follow your personal gifts. And I view everyone as conscious creators. So when you are building something, I'd like to follow two rules. The first rule is don't, um, don't harm anyone. And the second rule is don't take anything away from anyone. If, and if you follow those two rules, generally you're good. And I also viewed the universe as like, I believe in karma and all that stuff. So like, if you are harming people to make money, which unfortunately happens uh, plenty of times in our current society, I think the karmic retribution isn't worth it when you're just better off just because I, I do think money is nice to have, like it, it provides some sense of freedom, but like if you're making money, why not do good for other people anyways? And plus you'll have a greater monetary reward too. If, if you're providing a service that people actually want and adds value to, to your life. So it's like a win, win, win. That's so correct. Okay, so let's go back to Web3. Currently, what, okay. is the, what is the state of Web3 currently? So I'd say the, the current state of Web3 is it's at the very, very beginning stages. Right now, there's no mass adoption for two major reasons. The first is incentives. So meaning like the average person has no real reason to interact with them Web3. And the second is user interface, so user experience. Like if you were to send your mom, your dad, your grandma, or anyone to Web3, the it would be hard for them to function. They wouldn't know what to do. Everything's slow. It lags. They pay gas fees and all that stuff. The good thing is we're at the beginning stages of mass adoption. So we have major brands getting on board with this, getting on board with the space. And once the major brands and the major players move, they have the economic incentive and the resources to build a structured system for web3 that's seamless for the customers so for example if like a customer um, customers are very fickle like if they want to do something online they try it oh it doesn't work they may just move on a major brand can't have that happen so when they want to um, develop a web3 strategy they'll build out a seamless customer experience for their customers and the cool thing about web3 and code in general is it's composable meaning all code builds off each other so once someone solves a problem that solves a problem for a lot of people so once the major brands, they develop a solution to make it easy for their customers. Other brands could just copy it, thus bringing more people into the space. So it's going to be a, it's going to be like a hockey ship growth of adoption. So like it's going to be slow at first, and then eventually it's going to shoot up. Okay. Um, let us talk about crypto. All right. Yeah. Why does um, crypto matter? So the um the first reason I'd say is do you enjoy having your hard-earned money be taken from you every second of every day and funding um just funding things that you may not agree with, whether that be like war, enriching politicians, friends, or all that stuff. So I think crypto fixes the um it fixes incentives for society at a big level. I mean, I think the I think I view money as a neutral technology and I think it's a very important technology. How do you correct people? Um you corrupt the money supply. So right now in our present system, the easiest way to make money is to do it without adding value to the system. So like if you want to become a politician, like lawyer or something, or do something nefarious, that's how to make a lot of money really fast. And the issue with that is once one person gets in who's one once one person gets in who's corrupt, they bring in their corrupt friends. So now you have one corrupt person, they bring in two more. So now you're a total of three. Then those three people are fighting against three good people, but the corrupt people usually win because they'll use methods that the good people can compete with. And now you have six corrupt people just kind of by the source of money, siphoning money off. And on top of that, 
they usually do this by a system of money printing. So in the United States, we have the Federal Reserve, which is a privately owned company that prints all the money in the world for the United States. So when like, the government needs a new project, they take it from the Federal Reserve. So let's say the Federal Reserve prints out like a billion dollars. Great, this new government project has a billion dollars. But where does that billion dollars come from? That billion dollars effectively, to create that billion dollars, everyone else's money had to be lessened a little bit to create that billion dollars. And if you think about it in terms of time scale, let's say the average salary in America is like $60,000. The government just prints like a trillion dollars, which they do pretty much nonstop. If you divide a trillion by 60,000, that's how many years you would have theoretically taken from people's lives. So like I view it as when they print money, they're literally stealing time and resources from the general population. And it's because they're close to the money printer. Like, let's say if I had a money printer, I could print money. I could be like, okay, I don't want to work. I could just print money. I'd probably do that. I'd give money to my friends. And yeah, that's just a now. Whereas like a cryptocurrency based on Bitcoin monetary supply or gold for that matter, how do I get more money in a Bitcoin standard? Well, I can't exactly print more. I have to produce something. Like if I wanted your Bitcoin, I would have to just like, I'd have to provide a service to you as a person. And then you'd have to send me the Bitcoin. Whereas in the current money supply, if I have my own money, so I just print it, and that would just theoretically take from you and everyone else. And of course, there's going to be tons of pushback, but I think that's generally why cryptocurrency is important. And I think it's, I think it'll eventually win because it's good for, I mean, don't get me wrong, it has its flaws. It's like hard to use and all that stuff, but that'll, that'll fix just like Web3. So I think it's on the right path. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. You know, this, um, our conversation is actually educating because oh, nice. your, your words are purity. Yeah. Well, the, the, the whole point of the, I think the whole point of podcast is to spread positivity and knowledge. So I'm glad. Uh, thank you for saying that. You froze, by the way. Yeah. Oh, cool. You're back. Yeah. My heart just keep restarting and crashing. Yeah. I don't know why. So, um, <laughs> no worries. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what would you like to say to the audience in conclusion? Let's say there's someone who wants to go into crypto or wants some knowledge or he or she's confused and don't know how to go about it. What would you like to say to such person or people? And also, let's say yeah. they would like to reach out to you. How can that be possible? Yeah, sure. So in terms of knowledge, I believe that when the student is ready, the teacher appears itself. So if you're looking for a certain type of knowledge, whether it be cryptocurrency, if that, uh, if that um, tickles your fancy, I would encourage you to follow your own research and research yourself. Don't trust me. Don't trust Elijah, even though they're both trust other people. Trust, trust your own brain. Make your own decisions. Make your own research. Of course, there are good places to start. I'd recommend Andreas Antonopoulos as the first place to start if you're looking at crypto. What he does really well is he just has a bunch of small lectures online where you can just watch him talk about it. And that should be enough to get you started. In terms of um, leaving um, advice for the audience, I think the your inner world, your outer world is a reflection of the inner world. Yeah, so your outer world is a reflection of the inner world. So if you are a sad person on the inside, you're a negative person on the inside, that's what you'll attract. So that's why sad people are around sad people, angry people are around angry people. But on the flip side, you can use that to your advantage. So if you're positive, you wish everyone well, then people tend to wish you well. So that's a, that's a good way to do that. In terms of where to reach me, if you're interested in Crypto Web 3, I would say the best place to look at is ShopX, S-H-O-P-X dot C-O. 
Um, if you're interested in AI or matchmaking, that's my other company. It's Dating, D-A-T-A. It's Data Inc., so D-A-T-A-I-N-G dot I-O. And the best place to reach me is my personal Instagram, e- Eric, E-R-I-C-D McHugh. And I'm here to help. So if you have any questions, you want to talk about anything, crypto, Web3, AI, uh, just shoot me a DM and we can get that started. Beautiful, beautiful. You're such a knowledgeable man. I've got it. No, like, no, no, and and you too, man. And I, I love that you're wearing Jesus on your shirt. I think having good influences like that is, um, I think it's, I think more people should do that. I guess I haven't come across someone who understand this stuff like you explained it. So that's amazing. All right. So thank you so very much, Eric. That's going to be the end of the show. Thank you for your time. And thank you for blessing us with such an amazing insight. It means a whole lot. Thank you. And honestly, thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it too. That was a great one, right? <laughs> I know, right? Thank you so very much for listening to that podcast. It means a whole lot to us. I must confess, it do means a whole lot to us. Okay, have a request to make. Yeah, I want to ask you for a favor. Can you drop a review? and rate us on Apple Podcast. That's going to make us know how we are blessing you. And that's going to make us understand how else we can improve to continually impact knowledge to you and others. Thank you so very much for listening and God bless you. Sha.